Hello guys and welcome to another episode of the Alumni Transition Series. My name is Godwin Henry and I'm your host for today. I have with me a co-host who would be joining us on the podcast. Yes, yes guys. It's nice to be here. My name is Ajilo Damilola. So uh, Ajilo will be joining us today and um, today we'll be discussing staying in the classroom beyond the fellowship program and we have uh, an amazing alumni who would be doing justice to the topic. So I'll let him introduce himself shortly. I'm Prince Ipo, an alumnus of Teach for Nigeria. I'm glad to be here. Okay. So welcome, Prince. Um, diving right in, can you briefly tell us about yourself and your fellowship experience? Uh, okay, so um, I'm Prince Prince Ifo, like I introduced myself earlier on, and um, about myself now, I would just say that I'm married and I have t- um, three kids now, although when I was saving, I had two kids, but now I had I have three, and um, I served somewhere in um, Ibutemeta, Lagos, in a secondary school, in a primary school rather, that was called um, Testimonies Primary School, it, although it had a secondary version, and once in a while I had to just go help them with some other extracurricular activities, but uh, my service was majorly in the uh, primary school in Ibutemeta, and that, there I taught year four and year five respectively. And um, yes, when I think when we were doing our um, inaugural graduation sometime last year or two years ago, rather. So I think um, at the end of it, I saw that. Uh, was it last year? Okay, so at the end of it, I saw that uh, my impact yielded much results. So that's where I said, and that's about me and my uh, brief fellowship experience. Okay, so now, um, what are you presently doing? Can you tell us about your current role and what you're doing? Okay, um, so currently, I teach. Um, although I do some NGO works on the side, and I have a very strong commitment in the church, uh, but what I do for a living is teaching and so I teach in a school that is situated in Lekki uh, the name of the school is uh, Global International Schools um, it has two arms um, it has a secondary arm and it has a, a sixth form or a college what people normally call college so um, in the sixth form I teach um, American history I teach AP psychology and I teach AP politics, United States politics. That's what I teach in the sixth form. And then in the secondary arm, I teach Nigerian history, Ghana history, and social studies. Um, so that's, I currently teach in a, in a, in an established um, school situated in Lagos. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wait, um, Mr. Prince, did, did, did um, your two-year teaching in the classroom influence your, 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 um, your stay in the classroom? Like, did it influence your decision to continue teaching in the classroom? Um, obviously, my two-year fellowship experience contributed hugely to my decision to stay in the classroom. Um, okay, so in the first instance, I was supposed to return to SA, South Africa, where I was based before. But because of the xenophobic acts that happened almost after our graduation, so I decided to just pause for the while with my family while we waited on things. But during the time when I was waiting, I was looking for a particular um opportunity where i can make long-term impact in the life of people and um, of course as a teach for nigeria alumni nothing else came to my mind than the classroom 
the classroom was the place for me where I thought I would make strong impact, I would make quick impact, and I would contribute to life now and contribute to life in the future. So that's the, the two-year experience with Teach for Nigeria contributed greatly to my decision to stay in the classroom. Mm. Very nice. Yes. Very nice. In fact, um, I'm surprised the, 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 the subjects you, 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 you take, AP, politics, psychology. Um, like, nah, <laughs> I was thinking it would be the usual, the usual, usual. But this is quite different. How come? How did you get into this particular um, field? Uh, okay, so um, I think uh, during or after the fellowship, I was wanting to get myself established in a teaching line when I saw that I had passion in teaching and so and I wanted to just continue to stay in the classroom. So what I did was that I had to start um, looking for opportunities that would really help me set out and stand out as um, a professional, not just a professional, um, not just as a professional teacher in Nigeria, but as a professional teacher that would be useful in any part of the world. Mm. So it, it was my um, interest in the first place that if I had gone back to South Africa, perhaps I would have taken up teaching, but teaching what now? Because what we have in Nigeria was not so that was the first point of um, of self-discovery. I decided to say, okay, if I have to teach, what would I teach and where would I teach it? So I had to start looking for other courses and somehow I stumbled on Khan Academy. And so when I stumbled on Khan Academy, I dug in more and more into it and then I, I got access to teaching um, inside of Khan Academy, um, history, psychology, um, AP policy. So when the opportunity came and then I was tested for these three courses, I did very well there and I think they said I was the best all through and so they took me in and so the skills was built up after the fellowship experience while I was anticipating a job in an mm. international mm. platform and so it came up. Mm. Nice. In fact, I'm 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 surprised. I'm 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 surprised. Nice. So, um, I, I want to ask: Are there any skills that you learned um during the fellowship that has helped you in your current role? How have they helped you? Of course, of course, of course. Many skills. I learned many skills. But one of the skill that uh, or the chief amongst the skill that that I've kept on um I've kept on with tightly and uh, I, I have try to hold on to well is empathy mm. because in the very in the very first place what drove me to um what drove me to do teach for nigeria was sympathy not empathy I mean, like, I, these people, mm. I think i could just help them i could just help them let, let me just see if i can help them but when i got into teach for nigeria uh, sympathy de- uh, turned into empathy and i was beginning to imagine myself in their shoes and then it drove my passion to do more and do more so empathy was one very important skill that i learned that i learned during my two-year experience Again, I was able to put my shoes in other uh, in the life of other people, like I said, and um, I developed some other skills, like my leadership skills was developed because already before now I, I, I had some international leadership experience because I managed NGU and I managed youth in different parts of Africa. But um, well, I would say it, it got better during my two-year experience. My communication mm-hmm. skill got better during my two-year experience. My organization skill got better during my two-year experience. You know this thing that we normally talk about, critical thinking skills, problem-solving skills, and creativity. If during these two years I did not develop those three skills, it means I didn't do teach for Nigeria. So these three skills were hugely developed during my experience with Teach for Nigeria. And above all, I improved my teaching skills and I improved my coaching skills. So it was just a very wonderful experience. Or oh, I improved God. many skills that I cannot really remember, but it was a very wonderful experience. Mm, okay. 
So um I think that is um self-explanatory and in-depth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, especially looking at how you've been able to transition and blend new areas that you are exploring currently. So, um, lots of fellows are interested in brain education leadership. You've gone into mm-hmm. concern that you may not have the level of impact and fulfillment working in a private school. As someone who is in that line, Based on your experience, is this a misconception? <clears throat> uh, well, I think it's a um, it's a misconception, yes. But um, why I would not really term it a misconception is because um, most of the schools in Nigeria, most of the private schools in Nigeria, or let me say, although my statistics may not be really correct, but I can say that to some extent, sixty percent of the private schools you get in Nigeria are really um, not up to standard like they should be and so um so when you think about them you you think about well i don't think i'll get that fulfillment but then there are schools it depends now on the kind of private school that you are in there are private schools where you have a very um terrific uh when i mean terrific i mean very wide horizon and um, these horizons are the kind of places where you can harness and then you can build a future in private schools that can give you a platform um, to reach out to people and to step outside what you normally did. Okay, so for instance, you can stay in Nigeria and then um, as a private school teacher, you are having students that are not based in Nigeria. You are teaching students as far as South Africa, as far as United States, as far as um, wherever in the world because the private school provided you with a very strong platform. So I'm in Nigeria now. The school where I teach has um, branches in um um, Abuja and Portacourt. So sometimes teachers are, have to teach students that are not in Lagos, that are in Portacourt or that are in Abuja or something like that. You teach people from different places. So it's very important that um, the kind of private schools one should be looking at should be a private school where you think you'll find fulfillment. And that's the kind of private school that I think um, has a very challenging uh, vision. So not all private schools can give you that, but there are private schools where you would definitely sit in, and then you would fulfill huge, um, you fulfill huge vision for yourself. Okay, because now, like I said, I, I teach in a private school, and at this stage of my career, even though I've just spent less than a year in the um, work that I do, I I feel some, I have some, I feel some um, sense of um, ease or. I feel fulfilled at some point when I look at what I have achieved in this short time and I say, wow, in this short time I have done this and I have done that. You know, when we had some of our colleagues um, come for another program in that school and then they asked what I was teaching. So I told them I was teaching American history, this and that, and they were like, wow, wow, how, how come, how come, what's it about American history? So it's really about the school. There are schools that would give you... Um, a very big dream so i think generally speaking now i think it's a misconception to say if you stay in a private school you will not achieve um um you will not feel, um, achieve fulfillment but then it is also very important that you look at the kind of private schools that you want to get into or you want to get yourself involved with not um any kind of school except you are starting up something on your own that you want to build up to a very big standard but there are private schools where you should look at and the way you can even fulfill better better dreams even more than when you're in the public sector. 
Thank you. Yeah. yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I think this next question, I think it's like the crux of the whole discussion. And you've mentioned it a little bit earlier. But I want you to go into details as as much as, as, as you can. So for many of us, for, 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 for so many fellows, um, coming to decide on a career path and transitioning beyond the fellowship wasn't easy, personally and from people I've heard from. So I would love you to tell us from your personal experience, from other fellows in there, how you are able to transform successfully into the work you do, you, you you're doing now. What steps did you take, and um, what do you think you would have done differently? Probably if you had, um, if you can go back to um, some months for yes, if you can go back for some months before graduation from TFN, what would you have done differently? What steps did you take? right now to get to uh, what you're doing now how do you transition successfully <clears throat> uh, okay um, so i think this is a very important question as well um yeah. but um, le- let me take it from the very beginning like i said from the very beginning i remember the time when um, i had some coaches come to me and ask me what is my plan what is my plan after graduation and i was telling them that this is my plan i don't have a plan to remain in nigeria so from the very beginning i didn't think i would continue to work or stay in nigeria that was my first beginning mm. but then this plan to relocate to my family somehow um, didn't work uh, because of some factors and then we remained and then when we remained the expected task that i was thinking would come up was minimized so um at that point the question that came to me was where can i make long-lasting impact and earn money where can i make long-lasting impact and earn good profit for myself um thinking about this of course two things came to two places came to my mind teach for nigeria and the classroom so teach for nigeria and the classroom were the very quickest um, um opportunities that actually came to my head and i was like hmm, this is a very good one because i enjoyed every moment in the classroom and i wanted to relieve the classroom experience but I had um, something else different now. I wanted to relieve the classroom experience, but this time on a bigger and on a better platform. And so the steps that I took was that I started attending big educational seminars. All these big educational seminars I held last year, even down to Edusco and some of the rest of them I attended. And then I started looking for um, um, I started looking for courses that would boost my profile. Like I told you about Khan Academy, and I do some courses on educational psychology, uh, on on listening, and I do some other courses and I added them to my CV. Next was that I started searching for jobs online, not just any kind of job, but jobs with big schools job in an educational sector that was the kind of job i was looking for that would give me time to make impact next i started applying when i saw the job that i wanted i applied opportunities came i can tell you that many opportunities came in fact some interviews i didn't even go for but the few interviews that i went for um i came back home sat down with the opportunities in front of my table and decided to choose which one i think was right for me and so uh, I chose global international um, schools, and that's where I am now. So um, it was something that I thought would be, or I think would be a good challenge. And already, I think, like I said, the, the, the challenge there is really huge, and um, it's making you grow as fast as you can. Uh, I have another, we have another alumnus there, Damilola Adini. So we are very close, and uh, we work there together as well. So I can say that both myself and Damilola have really experienced huge um, growth during a short stay in that school so uh for whatever i, I the steps that i took that i thought um 
maybe if I had opportunity, I would. I think uh, I really say I, I, I have nothing uh, because all these steps that I took at the time are the same steps that I'll take now. If I had another opportunity, I would start opportunity as a Teach for Nigeria fellow. If I had another opportunity, I would end the recognition that I end by doing my jobs diligently. If I have another opportunity, I also build a profile for myself. And I would self-passionately as a teacher and I'll also look for opportunities where I can continue to stay in classroom if I am not doing some sacred duties or some things that I expected to have them um, to be doing by now. But um generally um, I have no regrets. I think I'm on the right path and I'm doing what I'm sh- what I should be doing and I'm um, if I look back and I'm looking at where I'm going and looking where I'm coming from, I think uh, well, I'm okay. So, um, thank you very much, Prince. Um, those steps were really in depth and it showed a thought process mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. it. I just wanted to ask this so that some fellows and um, people who are listening would understand better. Those courses you took on Khan Academy and um, Alison were they all paid courses or you were looking out for specific kind? courses well uh, um i would say categorically that all the courses i took and all the certifications i got were free courses they were free courses but they had huge international acceptance so uh, they were accepted globally so those were the kind of courses that i took on can academy they were free courses but they were very very influential yeah and they were they played a key role in getting you to where mm-hmm. you are right now yeah in your career. yeah yeah they contributed to where i am now Okay, so guys, there you have it. It mustn't be a paid course. course yeah, you you yeah. look out for free courses, but have um, international repute and acceptability. So now, winding down, what would you say is your long-term career goal? Um, okay, so I think this question is really, really um, long-term. Like, hmm, long-term. <laughs> just thinking long-term, long-term. <laughs> I have this part of me that I'm not really open to discussing in public. I'm sure Coach Titi or whoever will really understand what I mean by this. But um, that's just outside um, that part. If I have an opportunity to remain in the educational sector, my long-term goal is to own or to first of all create and then own a structure that would empower a new generation of radical African and global leaders. That structure is going to be a very unique structure that has never been seen in uh um geographical location so the workings are still in progress though but that's my long-term aspiration um to own a structure that would empower a new breed of leaders for africa and for the world generally so that's what i am working on and everything that i'm doing now my short-term goals as i speak to you now are to learn um gather more experience gather more idea and get ready to put these things and experience international experience and everything into something that will be um long lasting like i said okay great 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 so um i think that is the last question from me i don't know if um dami has another question from his end uh, no <clears throat> not really not really and no no much question i just like um the thought process you you put into your journey thank you thank you dami Okay, so do you have any final word of advice for for fellows? Okay, so um, I think this is one thing that I, that I heard when I was actually, and I would like to repeat that 
the opportunity to serve British for Nigeria is a life-changing opportunity. Today, I I can say categorically speaking, and I'm boldly that some doors were opened unto me because I in the educational sector because they heard that I am from Teach for Nigeria. So even where I am, myself and Dami have a name. So they call us the Teach for Nigeria people. So it's a name, a brand that really would open doors for you as you venture into the educational space. When we started this journey, um, 2017 or something, 2017, when we started this journey, we were not so known. But I've watched the growth of the organization over time and I've seen that in the next five, 10 years, I'm sure every president that is in Nigeria will understand that this is what Teach for Nigeria is doing and this is what, um, these are the kind of people that we need in society. So I'm sure at that time, the name will spread more and then um like i like i've always said because we are pioneers we would have the um you know the bragging rights to say where well, we are we're the ones who started this thing. we're the ones who started this thing and everything but then you are in a very wonderful place and i think um put your um put your efforts to learn put your efforts to do your best put your e- efforts to impact lives there's a reward now not just that kind of reward that they tell us when you get to heaven. No, not that kind of reward. There's a reward here on earth. <laughs> and then there's a reward um, when you get to heaven or where, when you get to wherever you are going to. But I'm talking about the first reward, which is the earthly reward, which is the reward that you get immediately. I can say categorically speaking, speaking that where I am now is a reward of some of my efforts in Teach for Nigeria. So there's a reward. And then... Let's work hard. Let's do our best. Let's learn, which is very important at this time. Let's learn and let's be willing to uh, project or to move from this trajectory into another trajectory on a higher standard because God will surely bring up the opportunity. It's a very wonderful experience. And if I have the opportunity, I would talk about Teach for Nigeria and do Teach for Nigeria over and over again. Great, Thank great, you. great. So, Thank you, Prince. Like, uh, I think something you said about walking into a place and having that tag teach for Nigeria before I can, mm-hmm. I can relate. So once again, we want to thank you for joining thank us you. today. Yeah, the pleasure is mine. Okay. So um, from me to our audience, um, see you some other time. And uh, I don't know, last yes. word. Thank you. Thank you very much to, to our audience. Really appreciate. Um, we'll meet again very soon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Prince. Thank you. All right. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, brothers. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah.